pen, get a pad of paper, and sit down and get ready to have a Bible study with me, Evangelist Len Paxton. I love you, and I look forward to you. Praise the Lord and welcome to the Len Paxton Teaching Series again this week. Today I want to talk to you on the subject, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, one of the greatest needs in our churches today is for the people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. For the preachers to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me please to the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 2. And the scripture says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Heavenly Father, I pray for this few short minutes of this message tonight, Lord, that you will take your word and drive it to our hearts like arrows of deliverance. Father God, that many believers through the airwaves this night will be filled with your mighty Holy Spirit. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus, giving you the praise and glory, and everybody would say, Amen and Amen. Now, Let's start by, let's begin this study by saying that only believers, only those who are already saved by the blood of Jesus can receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Someone asked the question, uh, well, don't you receive the Holy Spirit when you get saved? Well, the answer to that is yes and no. Yes, you are born of the Spirit the very moment you make Jesus the Lord of your life. You are born of the Spirit. But there's a vast difference between being born of the Spirit and being baptized with the Spirit. There's a difference there. This is What we're talking about, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, is a second, subsequent work of grace in the believer's heart and life. Um, only believers can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the, the saddest tragic situation that I could ever think of in our churches today, when you walk into so many churches, there is a prescribed program that the church goes by. They do not deviate from that program. They do not give the Holy Spirit any latitude to work whatsoever. It's, I mean, it's A, B, C, D, and out the door. You know, there's three songs. Two are slow, one are fast. One is fast. There is a sermon, they, they take up an offering, then there's a sermon, then there's a doxology, and boom, you're trying to beat the Baptist to the pizza place. <laughs> Praise God. But that's not the way God intended it to be. Sometimes believers would come together, and they would tarry with the Lord for hours. They would preach for hours. You see, in America, we don't know really what the New Testament church is really all about. Some would say, well, that's quite a statement, preacher. And who are you, by the way, to make that statement? Well, I, I believe I know a little bit about it. We, we see what we see in the New Testament church is so vastly different from what we see in so many churches nowadays. We see people nowadays that can't wait 
to get out of service. And most of the services and the reasons that they can't wait, I mean, most of the services are dry. Most of the services are boring. Most of the services are, are focused on things other than the gospel. I mean, sometimes the preacher will preach on the building program for the whole two hours. Sometimes they'll preach on the Kiwanis Club. Sometimes they'll preach the newest self-help philosophy. But what we need, uh, beloved, in this day and hour in America, what we need is an old-fashioned, heartfelt, heaven-sent, devil-chasing, sin-killing, true-blue, red-hot, blood-bought, Jesus-loving, Holy Ghost outpouring, hallelujah, the camp meeting spirit back in our churches once again. That's what we need. Praise God. We need for believers to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, and, we need for the preachers to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. We need some preachers that will preach with fire once again. We need some preachers that will preach with conviction once again. We need preachers that will stand up and say what thus saith the Lord and forget about the little pet psychology message that's making the rounds in our nation today. And this, sadly sadly enough, you see, when, when the Holy Ghost is not in your church service, when the Holy Spirit is not there, wives will not be changed. Sick bodies will not be healed. Bondages will not be broken. That's the reason that many people go into church in one condition and they come out and leave in the same condition they went in. Because the Holy Spirit's not there. Because the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not residing in their heart and life and their Christian experience. Oh, beloved, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be energized by the Holy Spirit. We need to be charged by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And God help, God help the preachers that are fighting it. God help the Christians that are fighting it. We need a genuine move of the Spirit in this hour in the churches of America once again. Amen? Now let's look at these four verses briefly. Uh, I could say much more on that because you see... <sighs> We, we have the best music that we've ever had in the church world history. We have the finest instrumentation. We have the finest singers that we've ever had. We have the most educated preachers today that we've ever had in the history of the Christian church, basically. We have more money in our churches now than we've ever had before. And yet, for the last two generations... We have virtually lost our culture to the enemy. What is missing? We have the talent. We have the ability. We have the finances. We have the biggest buildings. We have great music. We have programs upon programs upon programs, but we can't fill up our buildings. We're not making an impact in our society. Why? Because we need the baptism in the Holy Ghost. We need to preach with such power and such conviction that men and women, boys and girls, will not be able to resist the words that we speak because it's the Spirit of God that's energizing those words. Praise God. Why is it that in our communities today, we can't close down the pornographer business. 
Why is it that we can't close down the whiskey business in our communities today? It's because we've lost the power of the Holy Ghost. Anytime a church preaches anything other than Jesus Christ and Him crucified, I don't care what that other might be. If you're preaching uh, prosperity gospel and that's all you're preaching, if you're preaching blessings and that's all you're preaching, now don't get me wrong, God wants to prosper you and God certainly wants to bless your life. Yes, He does. Jesus Christ is a blesser. Jesus Christ is a prosperer. But listen to me, beloved. If you're preaching, if you're majoring on anything other than Jesus Christ and Him crucified, you will not have the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, He only dwells in the atmosphere of the crucified Lamb, the slain Lamb, the crucified Christ. That needs to be our message once again in the church. Stop, oh, beloved preacher friends of mine today, stop preaching psychology. Stop preaching 40 days of purpose. Stop preaching aberrant doctrines. Stop preaching this angel craze. Start lifting up Jesus Christ. Start preaching about the cross. Start preaching about the blood. Start preaching about the power of God and you will see the Holy Spirit will come into your church again. You better believe it. You better believe He will. When the message is the gospel message, Christ and Him crucified, the Holy Spirit works within the parameters of that message. He works within the parameters of the finished work of Christ upon the cross. That's what we need to return to in this hour. There's, there's all kinds of messages being preached. And, I mean, we've got the prosperity message, we've got the angel message, we've got the raising of the dead message, and precious few of precious little of this is really real because only the Holy Spirit can do such things we've got the angel uh, message, we've got the, the, the diamond and the gold dust message and all of this foolishness that's being preached today and I, I, I seen a, a, a short film the other day about someone who supposedly is a great prophetess and she spends she wastes her time trying to teach her students to walk across the swimming pool when there's a world that's lost and dying and on its way to hell. And we're too stupid to preach the right message, which is Christ and Him crucified. You're not going to win the world by preaching walking across the swimming pool. You're not going to win the world by going and sitting in a mortuary and trying to raise dead people. It's foolishness. Preach the gospel. Preach the word of God. Preach the truth. Preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And the Holy Spirit will honor that. And believers, seek God for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You might be watching me tonight and you might not know what in the world this preacher is talking about. But if you will begin to hunger for more of God, and some of you, I know you do, I get your letters. Hunger for more of God. Hunger to go deeper in the things of God. Hunger to walk in the Spirit. Hunger to be close to Jesus. 
If you will allow yourself to experience this, the Holy Spirit will baptize you with His mighty power. You ask Him to do it. You seek Him for it. And He will do it. Praise God. This is the only hope for our churches. I'll tell you, I walk into church after church after church where it's little more than a book report recital. You get some message about how to be a better papa or how to be a better mama or how to be a better husband or how to be a better wife. And all of this is fine within its place. But the church is to be a salvation station. The church is to be inundated with mighty miracles of God. The church is to be a power source for the community and for its people. The church is to be a proclaimer of the tidings of good news, good gospel news that Jesus Christ came to the world to die for sinners and to save us. We need to preach the blood again. Oh, oh Lord, I'm trying to move into these verses. But I sense the need of it. You know, if you are if you are too sophisticated, if you're too smug, if you're too self-satisfied to sing songs about the blood of Jesus, I wish you'd get out of the pulpit. I wish you'd let, let a real man of God mount that thing. Amen. Let's put the blood back in our church services. Let's begin to plead the blood. Once again, our old Pentecostal forefathers used to talk about pleading the blood. Let's apply the blood to our heart and life. It's the only hope we have. It's the only salvation that we have. It's the only, it's the only blessing that we have comes through the blood of Jesus. Let's, let's be about the right things once again. I get sick at my stomach, you hear him? church is talking about, well, we're entering into the 40 days of purpose. Well, when the 40 days are over, where are you going to be? If you don't know the truth, if you don't know the truth about the Word of God, which is Christ and Him crucified, at the end of that 40 days, where are you going to be? What are you going to do next to get your spiritual fix? Why don't you just walk in the Spirit? Why don't you just come to Jesus Christ, throw yourself on His mercy? Why don't you be covered and washed by His blood, filled with the Holy Ghost? Glory be to God forevermore. And go out and touch a world for Christ. Change a society for Jesus. You can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is why we need the baptism in the Holy Ghost today. And, and I don't back up from saying that you don't hear this message much. You don't hear it even in our Pentecostal churches. Let me tell you something. The Pentecostal denominations have been so taken up with the psychological message, the psychological way, they have almost forgotten about the Holy Spirit. We're hearing all this talk these days about paradigm shift. What's wrong with what God's already given us? What's wrong with the blood? What's wrong with the Holy Ghost? What's wrong with the Word of God? Praise God. That's what we need. I challenge you today. Some, some people that watch me are Presbyterians. And they say, well, we don't believe it the way you're preaching it. Well, do you realize that the Presbyterians, when they started, were full of the Holy Ghost? Somebody, some that watch me are Methodists, and they say, we don't believe in what you're saying. Well, do you realize when the Methodist church started, they were full of the Holy Spirit of God? 
Hallelujah. They used to call them the shaking Methodist. Praise God. Now, I'm not talking about wildfire. I'm not talking about emotionalism. But I'm talking about the power of God that will change hearts and lives. Why is it, if I'm wrong, and I'm not wrong, because what I'm telling you comes from the Word of God, but if it's wrong, then why is it that people can, can leave your churches, leave your church services, not change one iota, still the same old sorry thing they were when they went in? Because only the power of God can change a life. Oh, we need the power of God. Can somebody say amen out there in television land tonight? We need His awesome power. We need His mighty power. We need the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I'm sick and tired of dead preachers preaching dead sermons to dead congregations. I'm sick and tired of, preach of churches that have hidden the altars in the basement and no longer have altar calls. If you don't have altar calls in your church, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Because everywhere Christ went, He called men publicly. Well, we would offend someone. We would, we would scare them away. Listen, sometimes I think we would be better off to put barbed wire around our altars at our churches and dare people to try to come to Christ because coming to Christ is going to cost you your life. It's going to cost you everything you have. If I get offended, I lose out with Jesus. We've, we've, we've gotten it backwards. We think, well, we don't want to offend them, so let's don't. No, if I get offended, I've lost out with God. I need to humble myself and repent and come to God. And come to God God's way. You see. We need to, we need to get the power back in the American church. It's going to come about in two ways. It's going to come about by repentance and by the baptism in the Holy Ghost. When men are saved, go on to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. I'm not talking to you today, and I'm not going to get through with this message this week. We're going to have to come back for another program. But I'm not talking to you today about joining a denomination. I'm not talking to you about a particular denomination. The Holy Ghost baptism is not a denomination. It is a way of life. It is a lifestyle of the believer in Jesus Christ that, that the Holy Spirit wants all of you. The Holy Spirit wants all of your life. He wants your mind. He wants your feelings. He wants your emotions. He, the Holy Spirit wants to be in control because He knows where to lead and guide you that will put you right dead center in God's best for your life. That's what the Holy Spirit's up to in our lives. That's why we need the Holy Spirit baptism. We need to forsake church as usual. We, you know... One of, the, one of the greatest things that you could do in your life is to attempt the impossible for God. And you need the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. Again, let me say, I'm not talking about a particular denomination. I'm not telling you to leave where you are and come be what I am. I'm not saying that to you at all. But I'm saying to allow yourself to get into a position where you want more of God where you want all that God has for you. If there is a gift to be had, I want it. 
If there is a place to travel in Christ, I want to go there. Allow the Holy Spirit to have control of your life. He wants all of us. He wants every part of our being. Allow Him to have that. Allow Him to have His way in your heart and life today. We desperately need it. This nation of America desperately needs a revival. I don't care who the next president is. If it's, you know, whoever it is, I don't care about it. Uh, you know, I'm going to vote for a particular candidate, but no matter who the next president is, if we don't have revival, we will perish. If we don't have a move of God's Holy Spirit, we will not last as a nation. We will not retain our power. We will not retain our lifestyle. We need to turn to God and experience a true revival, a true outpouring. I'm not talking about the foolishness like you see it in Florida. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about a true outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will cause men and women, boys and girls to repent and to turn to Christ. You see, the first thing about a true revival, it's not how high you can jump. It's not how many angels you can see. When I got saved, I didn't see any angels. I didn't take any space trip to see Jesus or any of this foolishness. It's not about that. The first thing about a true revival is men and women, boys and girls, will get saved by the power of God. They will repent of their sins. They will turn to Christ. They will be saved. Their lives will be changed by the mighty power of God. That is the earmark of a true revival. You're not, you're not going to find diamonds laying under the pew. That's not happening, and it's not of God. You're not going to find purple flaky dust falling down on you, or gold dust falling down on you. That's not happening, and it's not of God. But in a true revival... Men's hearts and lives will be changed. They will hunger and they will thirst after righteousness. They will seek after more of God. We need that type of move. We need the baptism in the Holy Ghost in our churches once again. We're going to have to leave off with that message right there and pick it back up next week. Praise God. Uh, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, the greatest need, in my opinion, of the modern church once again. Let's come back. Pentecostals out there watching Brother Paxton tonight, come on back to your roots. Let's get it, let's get the power of God once again flowing in our churches. Now, let's, don't worry so much about the bulletin. Don't worry so much about the program. Let's get the power of God moving once again in our churches. Why don't you write to me this week? 